What is up? Welcome to the Primal Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Jay Campbell. I'm going to start saying that a little bit more often because Blake and I, if you're new to the show, you might not know who is who. And I realized that because for the first time in a long time, I listened to the podcast we did uh, earlier this week, which you're about to hear. Once in a while, you meet somebody and you get to talking with them and you learn a lot. You learn a lot about them, and sometimes through speaking with a person like that, you learn a lot about yourself. And I know that sounds strange. You might not get it, but with our guest today, his name is Joe Kaczynski. He tells a story about his journey through fitness, and long story short, he lost 100 pounds by training his butt off and cleaning up his diet and doing all this great stuff. But that doesn't do his story any justice whatsoever. He's a major inspiration to me and Blake. Uh, this podcast was probably the best I'd ever been a part of. And it really made me look at myself and where I am with fitness and why I take care of myself the way I do. And it made me want to run through a fucking wall. So if this is your first time listening to the Primal Lifestyle Podcast, welcome. Uh, we do a show every week, every Sunday. Uh, we release a new episode, usually with some kind of guest. Sometimes it's just Blake and I BSing about what, whatever uh, the newest thing in health and fitness is or whatnot. But this is a podcast that I've probably sent to a lot of people who may not usually listen to this show, but I wanted you to hear our friend Joe's story. I'm not going to say much more. What I will tell you is today's episode is brought to you by a company that I use every single day. That company is Kion, K-I-O-N. Whether it's essential amino acids, which we talk about a lot for uh, pre-workout and post-workout recovery, uh, for fat burning without burning a whole bunch of muscle. If you're in a calorie deficit and you're worried about debulking season and trying to lose a couple pounds, it's one of my favorite products. Uh, they were kind enough to become an affiliate with the show. And if you check them out at our website, primaljedi.com, forward slash Keon, use coupon code JEDI at checkout, J-E-D-I, it'll get you 10% off, which is nice. That that shit adds up if you're like us and go through uh, X amount of dollars a year in supplements and food and workout gear, et cetera, et cetera. Check them out and enjoy today's podcast. This is Joe Kaczynski. We're here with my boy, Joe Kaczynski. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Joe, you look a lot different from last time I seen you. It's about 100 pounds ago. Yeah, you're looking great, man. So for you guys, I, I am inspired by Joe a whole lot because he has a sick uh, weight loss story that he's going to tell you. And um, I have a bunch of questions also. Uh, how many marathons have you run? I've ran one so far, and I'm signed up okay. for the Brooklyn Marathon now coming up soon. Uh, well, not soon, in October. Well, that's one more than me. So that's uh, I got my first coming up in November. I've never done a half marathon, and when I run anything over ten miles, I feel like shit. So, how how um, I mean, tell us your story, man. Before we even get into that, how did you go from like like when I knew you years ago, uh, you were yeah. brewing beer, uh, you were throwing down pizza like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and now you you look incredibly lean, and obviously. Uh, you're significantly more active and doing your thing. So uh, tell us your story, man. How'd you, how'd you come to be this show? Um, so it all started probably in 2014. 
um, that was where I saw I saw that that the picture that I showed you guys that was uh, about 280 pounds at five foot nine, and that was at my father's uh, retirement from the Navy. Uh, so that one, I saw that, and I was like, it was just it was it was painful because for that whole time I was I was not allowing anyone to take pictures of me because I knew I knew what I looked like I knew how I felt so it was like I was rare to be found in pictures so when I saw that picture like two years ago I was like dude what are you doing what are you doing so I I took a good hard look and I mean I got to that point um I mean I, I was yeah eat, I was eating a lot I was drinking a lot um so I was I was just going through some stuff and I told myself you just have to it, you have to dig deep and you got to find something inside of you and you got to get out of this. And I mean, I've been with my wife since then. So she was with me from when I was starting to when I got big to through everything. So she, uh, this, this tangent, she stuck with me for a while through that. Um, so when I saw that picture, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't like deal with it, deal with myself. So I, I was trying to do everything. I was trying all the fad diets. I was trying all these convoluted methods of, of losing weight and, and all the different eating methods. Um, so then I started to try and run at 280 pounds. That didn't turn out too well. <laughs> now, real quick, so, I just want to uh, let the listeners know that I saw this picture that he's talking about and the guy I'm seeing and the guy in the picture that he showed me they look like two completely different people. I, I'm just meeting Joe for the first time today. Yeah. That, that person's name could have been Bob. I don't know. Yeah. It's like <laughs> completely different. So, yeah, that's what my family tells me. That's, that's, uh, I was like a, a swollen tick. That was the guy who <laughs> ate, ate the original me. So then um, I, I tried to run. So of course I went back to eating and drinking. It was it was a vicious cycle, and I was getting I was getting injured, and then I would go back to eating. I was getting injured, and then finally I found <laughs> this thing. I, I I tell everyone who's overweight and everyone who's trying to just get like into some sort of shape or or do anything. It's not a plug. It's it's true to the heart. I tried it. I found it. It's called it's Diamond Dallas Page DDP Yoga. So what it is is. Um, it's a lot of isometric holds during the yoga, but he makes it fun. Like, like one of his things is called the diamond cutter. And like, it's like, you know, um, in yoga, when you do like the, uh, the ashwagandha, you're coming up and like into the push up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? What he does is like, you start with that and like you start and do it. But when you do it, you come up and you do like a three second push up, hold it for three seconds and a three second, like down. Mm -hmm. So it, it, he has a lot of like isometric holds and, and it's just, it's it's really inspiring and the, what inspired me was i i found the video um on youtube you can look it up uh it's called arthur if you look up ddp yoga and arthur's story it'll choke you up is and, that the guy that was the uh the paratrooper or something yes. like that yeah yes. i, I yes, heard about it, it. Well, i watched it and as a grown man i definitely dropped some tears out of my face man. yes and so that was like that was that was motivation for me like just seeing that i was like i, I need to I need to get up and do that. So I started doing that and I lost about, uh, I want to say about 15 to 20 pounds doing that. And I, and of course I, I tried to like calm down eating, but 
you know, when you're that big and you're like, oh, wow, like I, I just saw 10 pounds come off. I can go out and get a Burger King meal. That's not yeah, going to really yeah. do anything. But yeah, that, that and that cycle continued a little bit. But I, I was I was taking a step forward, two steps back, and then it was just it was it was a frustrating situation. But that one, that one really. Then when I I, I moved out of my house after that, um, and I was here living with my wife, and we. I would focus on just on doing that yoga. Um, I would do some push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, whatever I can do. Couldn't really do pull-ups that heavy, but I was trying to. Um, so then I started going out walking, and we would walk on the boardwalk almost every day from uh, right right around. I think it was I think it was around Sandy because we had to stop for about a year. Um, so then after that. We, we would keep walking. Um, then 2015, I, I was down to about 245 pounds, 250 pounds about, and it was still the same thing. I was, I was going through that cycle. So I, I, I didn't know what to do. And I was looking at everything. I was trying again, all these diets and everything and, and nothing, nothing would hold. So I kept going. I kept going. I would, I would go to like, instead of lunch, I'd go and grab like a, a fruit smoothie or something and, and think that would help. And it, it did, it did for a while. Um, and then I saw my work picture when I got my first work picture, it was, it was again, a shock. I was like, I had no beard and it was just like triple chins. So I was like, Oh, oh God, it was, I still carry that around with me too, just to look back on it and say, just don't, don't forget about it. When you want to go and have that cheeseburger, look at that. You're not, you're not going to want it. So then 2016 comes around and I said, no, 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 it was 2015. Sorry. Let me, hold on. Let me get this timing. 2000, 2016, my mom is diagnosed with breast cancer, ovarian cancer and skin cancer. So it was, it was a shock to my whole family and it was seeing the way my family was and, and everything that they were going through. It was just, it, it was frustrating. And I saw the way my mom was fighting and I felt that like it was my job to fight with her. And it was, it, it drew something out of me that like, I, I never thought I had. So I started, I started juicing at work. I started, I, I, we had a group of people who would bring in food, uh, fruits, vegetables. So every day for, for, for lunch, it was, um, we bought a, a blender and we would all juice for nine months. We did that. So the first three months I lost about, uh, 30 pounds. So I think I was around two thirty and then two forty, And then I started to work out with my dad and we needed an outlet because what my mom was going through, it was either going to be, we were all going to start like falling into drinking or, or, or eating bad, or we can do something productive. So we started to do obstacle races and we got into, um, the first one we ever did was, uh, it's called the high rock challenge on Staten Island. And it's a six mile obstacle course race. And it was, it's really, it's a, it's a beginner one, but it, it was fun. And it was, it brought the camaraderie and like, you have to do it as a team. So me and my dad did it. And I was like, I love this. So then I started doing, um, 
Spartan races. And I got into my first Spartan race. And how much? I don't mean to interrupt you. How much were you Sorry. weighing at the time of your first uh, uh, race? So I was I'm five foot nine. I was at 240, 245. So I was fluctuating around there. Okay. Um, so I was, I was pretty heavy. Um, and I was just... I, I tried to get through the obstacles, and the first one we did was the mountain. It was a mountain race up in Tuxedo, New York, and that was a uh, that was rough. The first one, I fell, I got hurt, but I got back up, and I just kept pushing. And mm-hmm. then after that, it was um, I did another one later in the year up in Mountain Creek. I did the super. So then, twenty seventeen comes along, and where now we're, we're we're getting more into it we're getting a lot more I'm, I'm trying to do more races and we got into i think we did four spartans that year we did one trifecta we did a spartan we did a couple of the navy seal obstacle ones i think uh one's battle frog and the other one's bone frog so i was i was really getting into it and we started working out more like we were doing trail runs around here um 10 miles we were doing but like we would start throwing intervals in there like doing burpees every 10 minutes um so that was that was helping, and then 2018 came, and I, I really got into it. And now my mom has gone through; she's gone through chemo. I I see your mom with short hair is like it, it, shorter hair than you. It's it's a little unsettling. So I saw the way she was fighting, and she was just happy every day. I I, I dug in, and I said, "This is you need to fight. You need to fight. You need to. You can't." be lazy you can't go back and be that guy because i mean you see the way your mother's fighting you need to fight just just as hard if not harder because you need to be there and you need to be the positive inspiration you need to be the positive light you can't let because if if something starts to go negative and it it does i was always there to try and be the positive person trying to Mm -hmm. trying to bring everyone up and, and keep that keep that momentum and now like at this point, this is when I started to find like um, uh, all the Eric Eric Thomas, uh, Mel Robbins, Tony Robbins, Joe Rogan, pre champ champ Conor McGregor with his Law of Attraction, and, and it was just it was inspiring to me, and there was just a lot of um, positive uh, motivation, I guess, mm-hmm. say um, that would get me up and get me into the right mindset. Now, like. 2018 came around and my mindset completely changed. And that was, my mom was getting through the cancers. My wife was then diagnosed with skin cancer. So that was another hit. And then sidebar, my my dad recently got diagnosed with skin cancer. So it, it was three people around me getting hit with cancer. It was like, it was, it was rough, but it was, it was something that drove inside me that, you need to be healthy, not just for yourself, but for everyone, for everyone in your family, everyone around you. Because if I wasn't that positive, healthy person to them, I didn't want them to be in a bad place. If they were, I wanted to be able to help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did everything I can. I listened to all all, all of them. I mean, I everything I could, I, I, I practiced. I, I still practice the law of attraction because it, it honestly – for me, it works, and and keeping a mental mind, a mental positive mindset, and and focusing on the things you want. There's there's nothing that you can't have if you put the work in, and you put the energy in, and you put the time in, and you just focus on it. I mean, for I haven't looked at Facebook in 
I don't know, five years. And I've been for the past like six months, I've been telling my wife, I said, I'm at the point now where like I I've gone through through a lot and like I, I've kind of gave the short version here. Um, but I came from a very low place and where I am now, if I can inspire one person or help one person just come out of like a, a bad place, whether whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, it would it would really do so it would, it would make me happy and it would make me feel like i've i'm contributing to humanity i mean it's 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 just something that it's near and dear to my heart uh, i just i think that anyone no one has to be in that place no one has to be down no one has to be worrying about everything it's another thing is i'm i was a big worrier and you when you change your mindset and you change the way that you think about life and the way that you just treat people it it changes everything so 2018 i started getting really into like uh trying to do high interval training and i would I mean, I, I, for years I was watching the CrossFit games and watching Matt Frazier and the, all those guys. And I mean, they're, they're inspiration. It's something to reach for, but it's, it's not a reality at 32 years old. I don't think. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Man. For me, like I, like I, I lift now and like, I, I feel it in my knees sometimes. So mm-hmm. it's, but, um, yeah. So what I started doing was I started taking little bits and pieces of, my um obstacle course training which was really just going out into the woods like going out into the woods finding anything like we would take logs and and run up the hill throw them on our back run up the hill get to the top of the hill throw some burpees down pick the log back up go deck down the hill do it again and just go up and down the hill mm-hmm. we would run miles and we find a tree branch just do some pull-ups like anything we could find and do we would we would do throw throw boulders i mean anything anything to just get your body moving I incorporated that with, um, I took CrossFit moves, uh, like the Murph I do now at least once a week. Awesome. I love to do that. Um, and this other, this other thing is the Blitz, uh, which my father showed me, which is like, um, so it starts with a 400 meter row, a six day dead hang pull-ups, 20 push-ups, 20 decline sit-ups, and then a 400 meter sprint, five rounds for time. So once I get that under, I get that under 30 minutes with nothing, I throw a 20 pound vest on and I start doing it like that. When I get that under 30, I add five more pounds. So I just keep doing it like that. And that's, Mm -hmm. that, that, that was like a once a week thing. And I mean, that really helped me. Um, The interval training, the running, I mean, we can talk about that too. Um, The running is a, is a big, was a big part of my life because I started to associate like when I wanted to go eat that cheeseburger, when I wanted to go eat uh, fries, when I wanted to go eat something bad, I'd say, just go out and run, go do a few miles. And if you still want to have it after that, then go get it. Uh, 10 times out of 10, you're not going to get that. Yeah, that, yeah. Those fries, you're not going to get that cheeseburger. You're not because the way you feel after, I mean, any workout really, it's just, it, it puts that that good feeling in you you just sweat you feel clean it's you're not gonna want to fill it with dirty food but that's also a mental game that i play with myself and it it was food was always a comfort for me and that's that was the way that i kind of grew up um and like anytime i fell down i would want to eat something or drink something so playing with that and trying to to 
rewire my brain almost. It, it took some time and I'm at a point now where I just tell myself, no, you're not, you don't want it. And that's it. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was, that's my main journey. And, and then I did my first, my first half marathon I did in 2017. I did it in about an hour and 57 minutes. I wanted to break two hours. Um, last year, last year I said, I want to break that. So last year I ran it in, 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 uh, 2018, I did it in an hour and 43 minutes. I broke it by 15 minutes. Wow, that's incredible. Time. And then, then a week later, I ran my first marathon. And that was, that was a wake up because I did the, I did the Yonkers marathon. Now I looked into, I tried to get into a, a lot like the New York city. I tried to get into um, the Marine Corps, but they're all the lottery base. And, and I mean, anyone who's tried to run, they know it's, it's not easy to get into. You got to do the whole charity thing if you want to get into it, which next year, uh, I think I'm going to go that route because uh, I want to scratch that off my bucket list. But that, that's what I had to do. I got a, I got, I didn't get picked in the lottery and uh, decided I still wanted to do it. So I started a fundraiser. Yeah, that's, I, th- I put it in last year. And they have the, the New York Roadrunners has a um, nine plus one system where it's you run nine qualifying races in, a, in the calendar year and you volunteer for one or pay a thousand dollars and you have guaranteed entry into the following year's marathon. But I mean, it's hard because sometimes, like, I work weekends, so I can't always commit to nine races. I try, but I, I don't. Some of them also fill up very quickly, so it's not. Yeah. Well, um. So well, yeah, that's, so that's that, a lot. Yeah, I, I could keep going on and on, and, and it's. I, it's honestly the first time I've ever really told that story. So I mean, I'm sorry if it was a little choppy, but. Well, you you said that uh, you you would be very happy to inspire at least one person, and um, you got me feeling like I want to put my head down and run through a wall right now. Yeah, I was gonna say you got at least two <laughs> so, people. So yeah, yeah. So so you're off to a good start. And I I hope we can give you a platform to inspire even more because that that was a hell of a story, man. And um, you know, kudos, bro. Kudos to you and your family for dealing with that, putting on a positive face, and and taking care of yourself, and and making that your tribute to to your to your wife, to your mother, to your father, to yeah. take care of yourself, be there for them, and and be doing what you're doing, man. It's a major inspiration. Uh, I didn't know that story at all, um, and having known you for as as long as I did, that's that's pretty wild. I had no idea you were going through all that, but it's yeah. props to I, you for on a brave face and killing it every day. Because a lot of people, like you said, you know, I I know a lot of people who do go through similar uh, situations and aren't taking that route. You know, they're taking the route that the the lower road, as you called it. You know, that they're they're doing. You know, whether it's uh, drinking drugs. I mean, there's a major epidemic just on Staten Island right now with people who are who are you know really hurting themselves with that stuff. So. It's amazing, man. You, you uh, you inspired the shit out of me. Thank you for that. Thanks. Thank you. I, I mean, that's. Go ahead. So I was just gonna ask, how's uh, everyone in the family doing? Mom, dad, wife. So they're all they're all good as of right now. Um, I mean, my mom still she still goes for her every six months her checkup and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so far it's it's been good. Um, yeah, my dad actually he uh, he also has a 
bad um, arthritis in his hip now. So like he was my training partner for for the last three years, and mm-hmm. he's helped me get through like all this weight loss. And at at, the, at first, it was me trailing him and him waiting for me, and then slowly it changed, and like we got now it's like um I kind of went ahead, but I'm always like all those races because he was always he was the one that kept pushing me in the beginning. I'm always there helping him at like every obstacle and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's 56 years old and he's been doing these Spartan races with me for we've done. So last year we did seven Spartan. So we got the double, tri- the double trifecta badge, which is what he wanted real bad. He wanted to get that two times. I don't know if you ever saw it, but some people like you're like, we were happy with the two times. And like, if you look at some of these guys walking around that are leaving there, like we went to the Killington beast and that was that was probably one of my favorite ones, and it's just a cool, it's a it's a cool location where it is, um, super nice. Um, but like we feel good about getting this little two times. It's, it's a little bit bigger than the the metal, the normal metal. But then like mm. this guy comes walking around with like a times twenty two. Things looks like a hubcap. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow. But like it's, yeah. I, I'm like, do you know more power to you, man? I don't. I don't know how you can run that many races in a year. I don't, I don't have the money to do that. But so, what's your plan right now for um? It's it's March. What's your plans for this calendar year as far as uh, as far as racing and competing? So, this year I have I actually have it written down as I, I think I have about ten races set up right now. Um, we're we're getting into adventure races, which are like six, twelve, twenty-four hour races that are uh, hiking. Like it's kind of you need to know orienteering, hike. It's it's hiking, biking, and uh, like kayaking or canoeing, whatever. It's those three, and it's it's um like you have to find your bearing. You have to you have to know uh, a little bit of orienteering. So you, we have to have a compass. You have like a, a whole list and everything. But my dad's retired military. I. I uh, went through Boy Scouts. I finished as an Eagle Scout, so I, we have that knowledge. So that we're not learning that. The thing is, is we we each bought bikes last year because of his hip, and he was like, "We need to we need to figure something else out." Like I can't run these Spartans anymore. Like it's it's in like I'm in pain the whole race. Um, as much as he loves it, he he was like, "We need to find something else." So we were like, "All right." So we started looking into the adventure racing, mm-hmm. and there aren't many around here. Um, we have to go to like Virginia, out in Pennsylvania. There's some in Canada, um, Maine, uh, but there's a uh, yeah. So we're we're looking to do at least two of them this year. Um, I'm also going to do. I, I want to do a couple Spartans. I have the half marathon out in october i think it is and then the marathon and i want to run my first ultra uh my first ultra race not an ultra spartan i'm gonna i want to do that next year but the ultra race is just going to be a 50k which will be my next step up from the marathon uh probably around november december i want i wanted to do it in april but right now i'm an electrical engineer and i'm studying for my uh my state license right now so and that test is a few weeks away so yeah. i kind of had to uh, put races off a little bit I'm, I'm still training i still train every day most twice a day most of the time um but yeah that that i mean that's that was also a key in my whole journey was not just going because in the beginning i was working out just to work out and like my mindset was okay you just go and do a few go do some push-ups go do one video of the 
uh, DDP yoga and you'll be good for the day. And like uh, you half the time you're doing it half-assed if you're not really like feeling up to it. Mm -hmm. Um, in the beginning, like my, my, I was just, my mindset was so lackadaisical where it was just like, just go through the motions. I mean, some days you have to just go through the motions, but that is when you're doing it like every day and you're like, okay, yeah, I worked out, but you didn't sweat. You're only sweating because you're fat. So it was like, (laughs) So I was like, I need to, I need to change it up a little bit. And that's where also those obstacle races gave me something to work towards. So it wasn't just, it wasn't just going to the gym. It wasn't just going out for a run. It was like, okay, you now need to set a plan. You set your plan and you just stick to it. Like the marathon, I was, it was coming close and it was 13 weeks. I said, sit down, write the plan. I wrote the plan on like a Sunday, a 13 week plan. I just, I made it up and it was just based on uh, things that I researched, uh, other people's like uh, tips and tricks and like, and I mean, it's just little things here and there, but I put it all together and I kind of incorporated the running with some strength training and like uh, some hit workouts. So I was, I was training for the marathon while doing other training. So that's also was a lot of, um, a lot of my fitness came from that, that 13 weeks mm-hmm. in the past, like it was, and from there it was, it, it just now continued into the, the winter. Now in the winter I'm doing, um, I'm in the gym probably six days a week. And then I run about five days a week. So, I'm doing, uh, I wanted to do a whole a 16 week system where I haven't, I've never really did like, like I, I played hockey when I was younger, but I was never like in the gym, like going to the gym and lifting weights. So I needed to, to get onto that. And my brother-in-law kind of got me started and, and, um, he, uh, I started looking up some stuff and now I'm doing like a push pull leg routine where I've increased everything that I, and I record everything on Excel. Um, an engineer so freaking data is like everything yeah. to me so i have my excel spreadsheet on my phone and i'm putting in everything like i have graphs of it and like i can see you see the 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 improvement and like almost in everything so like my push is really it's just it's chest and like uh shoulders and stuff and then the back is uh pull is back and bicep and mm-hmm. and then legs so i'll do that it'll be push pull back break push pull back and i just keep cycling it through and there's a 50% increase over the past 12 weeks. And I got a few more weeks left, but I'm definitely feeling uh, stronger and my runs too. That's a big thing I didn't expect because like just, just my legs really, it's just squat, deadlift, mm-hmm. lunges, and the Bulgarian split squat. No, and then, the best. And like that's, that's really all I do for the legs. But what I do also while I'm at the gym is to keep up my endurance is so like say like i'll have uh push pull days or like eight workouts four sets each um but after each workout i do a 400 meter sprint and in between in between each set it's a 60 second break so i i try and keep it going so for for like an hour and 15 minutes straight i'm non-stop it's workout 400 meter sprint workout 400 meter sprint workout and i start the sprints at eight miles an hour and I go all the way up to, I think 11 and a half is what I get to at the end. So by the, by the end of my workout, I'm sprinting, sprinting 11 and a half miles an hour and I'm, I'm, you feel it. 
And then later, later in the day, like usually before dinner, I'll go for like a run. I'll go like three to five mile run or something. Um, but yeah, like I look back at myself and I'm like, what I'm doing now at compared to three years ago, I, I was just like, I can't, that guy would have been like, yeah, all right, I'll see you in the gym. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now it, I'm telling you, it's, it's the main thing for me, what it was, was mindset was you have to change your mindset. The motivation Yes, it's great. You can watch the videos. You can watch Jocko Willing. You can watch the Joe Rogan. You can watch David Goggins. You can watch all these guys and be like, I'm, g- I'm going to the gym in the morning. And then when your alarm goes off at 5 a.m. and you hit snooze, where's that motivation? Yeah. You have to – the motivation is it, it gets you there, but the habit is what's going to keep you there. For sure. That's 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 ingrained into my head, and that's – I'm a very habitual person, so I'm – I'm up at 5 a.m. I, I don't hit the snooze button anymore because it's it, once I started looking into sleep cycles and stuff and and my I, I, my sleep cycle is about 90 minutes. So once I hit that snooze button and I go into that next sleep cycle and the snooze button is what 15 minutes maybe mm-hmm. I put it on for. I noticed that when I did do that, I was more tired throughout the day than if I just got up when I said I'm getting up. Like once yeah. I once I break out of that sleep cycle and like you kind of wake up before your alarm clock and you're like, oh shit, I got like another minute left on there. And you think you can just like roll over. Your mind wants to go into that sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. So once your mind is on that has that momentum of going into that sleep cycle, the next two hours of your morning, you're gonna feel groggy. You're gonna feel slow because your your body's already in that momentum and yeah. you're like God. You haven't really snapped out of it yet. Yeah. So yeah. the the mindset was a big was a big thing for me, and it, it, it's it's what gets me into the cold showers, even on these freezing mornings at five a.m. and waking up my wife because I'm sh- screaming like a little kid when I step in. <laughs> and I had to, I had to I had to start like going in like you know when you you have the shower coming down you have the curtain and usually like you go in where the water's coming down at your feet and you go to yeah. step in. Yeah. yeah. With the cold showers, I can't do that because it's like I just got to go in the back and just go head first in. And it's just, yeah, that's it. Let it just let it be. But yeah, yeah. That, that's it's like ripping off a bandaid. Yeah. But every morning it's like, oh, God, it's it feels so good. And now it's like it, it takes it's like first like two seconds. You're you're freezing. But and, and I'm fine after that. Um, yeah, I do high knees. In the morning, so I I get in. I'm like, and I start doing high knees while the cold water is hitting me. You know what I started doing? I started singing. Uh, <laughs> before I go in, I try and like get my mindset right. So you know the um the disturbed cover of uh uh the Simon and Garfunkel song um uh, which one? I can't Hello remember. Darkness, my old friend. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I start singing that before I go in. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Perfect. Man. <laughs> So, so let me let me ask you: Do you still do the the DDPY to this uh, day, or are you kind of? No, I haven't. I I haven't. Um, but what was funny was I was I was listening to Joe Rogan on one of the podcasts the like when I was on one of my runs the other day, and he was on. I I think it was back a little while ago, but he was on, and he was he was telling talking about it, and it was weird, like the the 
the memories and like the endorphins and and the just the feeling that came over my body was like just you remember this years ago when you were listening to this guy talk yeah, about this yeah. and now you're like and so I, I think i ran like my one of my fastest miles in that listening just listening to him no, talk that's cool it. man so that's where i seen that video uh arthur yeah that, that's that's where i seen the video I, he they were talking about it and rogan was sitting there and he's like oh, i'm getting emotional just watching this so i, I had to look it up right away i'm like what yeah. the hell is he watching and uh, yeah, that's how that's how I saw it too, man. Yeah, he he started crying a little bit too, I think. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I would say the number one thing uh, once you start, once you get into that mindset where it's it, it's just focusing on where you need to go and where where you need to be, and I, there's nothing really else I can say. But I mean, it's the mindset was the key thing for me. And and just staying in that positive mindset because to, if you start to go negative, it, it's kind of just a spiral, and, and you're going to start to draw that negative attention to you, and negative things are going to start mm-hmm. to. Happen. And now I heard something. Um, I don't remember. It's probably, I heard this a long time ago, and it's something that always stuck in my head. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I was told once that it takes three weeks to develop a habit, but it only takes two weeks to eliminate the habit yeah so it's harder to you for you to get into doing something and once you get in you it can slip out so quick like quicker than it took you to to develop it so it's it's always like once you make that habit it's also you have to make it a habit to keep it a habit if that makes any sense so that's what i I think they it's called like the 2190 rule where it's 21 days Mm -hmm. to develop the habit 90 days to make it a lifestyle Okay. So that that I mean also the eating thing that was that that was a big change for me and mm-hmm. like focusing on like the fad diet and like the t- I remember like I had all these books the TNT diet. I mm-hmm. I know you guys are big on the keto. I never really tried it. Um but like the low carb like the low carb diet not the not the, you guys in the extreme low carb. I can <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't run a marathon on that. Uh, there's no way. Um, I mean, unless I was like doing it for a while. But that was a uh, yeah. So I was doing all these diets, and it was it was like yeah, it would last a few weeks, month maybe. But it like yeah, like you said, it takes a couple weeks, and it's it's gone, mm-hmm. and that habit's gone. So that changing the mindset from. It's not a diet. Your life, your 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 diet is your diet. Diet's your food. So if you're gonna live on your diet, you want to make that your lifestyle. Don't don't say, oh no, I can't have that because I'm on a diet. Yes, you're always on a diet. You're living. Your food is your diet. Just focus on what's good. Natural foods. Stop with the processed stuff. Stop with the, all this shit that's filled with fillers. All the it's the fast food. I mean, it's simple stuff, but your mind, anytime it's hungry, angry, lonely, tired, it wants to go to those things that are going to give you that dopamine hit. It's going to, you want those fries. Yeah. Because they're sugary, sweet and salty and fat. And it's just, it's all the, the goodness that comes with all the, all the, um, the neurochemicals that are going to make you happy. So you need to it's it's about adjusting to not saying you can't have it just saying that you 
you don't want it. You don't really want those fries. Like you can go home and you get past and you get home and you have a, a little, just have a salad and you'd be good. But I mean, honestly, it's not, it's not about cutting everything out because once in a while I'll still, I'll, excuse me, I'll still have like a burger or something, but I mean, it's not every day and it's not every other day. It's, it's once in a while I'm out with, with people or something. And, and like, you want to try something? I'm a foodie too. Jay, you know, because we yeah. go back. It's, we, we like food and I will never not like food. So it's just about when I'm home, I don't need to eat the bad food. I can eat the salad. I can eat that. If I want to make something, I do a lot of research now into finding the the right ingredients and not just filling it loads with like butter and like and salt and just making it nice and yummy. Mm-hmm. Like there there are other ingredients, there are other things that make it taste good. So it's it's just taking the time to to turn your your diet into a lifestyle. Do you change your diet at all when you're um when you're preparing for a race or um so whether that's a marathon, a half marathon or a Spartan, do you make any adjustments leading up to the, uh, to the event? So, yeah. So, I mean, I, two weeks before I don't, I really don't drink that much anymore. Um, once in a while, I, I still brew beer because just, I, nice. I love, I love I the alcohol. That was my next question. Yeah. I, I, the, the, the science behind it, it's just, it draws me like, I love to perfect it and get it right. And I mean, we share most of the time we share it out and, we bring it to parties and stuff, um, but I don't really, I, I don't drink that much anymore. It just, uh, like, especially since I got older, like, if I do have a few drinks, it it doesn't just, like, go into, like, the next morning. Like, it, it, even, like, if I drink on a Saturday, like, Monday, I feel it in the gym. I'm like, this is not, this is not what I want to feel like. I, I, I just want to feel clean. So yep. I, I, I just, I tell myself, you don't, you don't, you want it, but you don't need it. It's you don't really want it then. So it's, it's about, um, yeah. So that, that's, shoot, I went off on a tangent. Where was I going with that? So glad you did what well, you were talking about. I asked you if leading up to an event, if your diet changes at all. Oh yeah. So two weeks before, sorry. Oh, it's okay. yeah, I, I start to go off on tangents and I'm like, <laughs> gotta get broke back in. Uh, so yeah. So like two weeks before I stopped drinking, I, I don't really eat like any heavy fatty foods, any nothing. Like, I, I try and stick to salads, chicken. Um, and then a few days before, depending on how big the race is, I will do like, I will, I'll start eating carbs, like maybe like two days before, like I'll have, um, like, I don't know, like a, a whole wheat muffin or something, or just something that I don't normally have just to, just to get that started. Mm-hmm. Um, but like so, all right. For for the marathon, what I do, what I did for that was uh, I started to carbo, not carbo load, but like just eat, incorporate a little bit more carbs into my uh, whole grain rice, like on on Wednesday night, and then like Thursday morning I'll have like a banana, and then maybe I'll have um, some granola throughout the day, like just just a little bit more carbs. Friday, Friday then was like just a, a dinner with um again some more rice i'm not big on the pasta uh, at all it usually just sits in my stomach mm-hmm. um yeah so like I- i'll slowly carbo load a-, a few days before and let it just get my body into that just like sh- get that glycogen store 
get that. Um, just just let it not try and shove it all in the last day. That's one thing that I recommend, and that was one thing I read a lot. Don't try and do it all in the last day. Yeah, gunk up your engine real quick. Yeah. yeah. So and it, yeah, and it gives you time to like go to the bathroom the night before and the next day. But mm-hmm. um, my go-to usually the night before every single race is like whole wheat blueberry pancakes. Not not whole wheat. Sorry, just regular blueberry pancakes and some eggs and bacon. Like that's my, nice. that's my, that's my go-to. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll make it into a waffle, but the other thing is you have to know your body. Everyone's different. If, mm-hmm. um, like if the whole grains, like my dad, he eats like beans and broccoli and, and macaroni the night before the race. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be in the porter bodies all. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, you have to know your body and like the whole wheat, the whole wheat too. Also that, I mean, that gets me going and I don't want to be doing that in the morning right before, like at the yeah. starting line. <clears throat> um also uh hyd- hydrate 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 not just water water but get the electrolytes in you early get mm-hmm. it like i started on i i did it probably that whole week i started in taking a little bit more water incorporating um electrolytes in um and then like the last three days was just a, a constant water electrolyte water electrolyte just to get your body hydrated because you can't do it the day before you it's like the food too you're gonna either you're gonna overhydrate and you're gonna get sick and it's not gonna feel good mm-hmm. which i experienced like a lot of these things that i did without researching and tried to just do it and it didn't work for me like when i was first starting um and it just didn't work out right uh what, what is the electrolyte uh supplement that you're using so I use, so it's called drip drop and we found it because the hospital was giving it to my mom when she was in there. It's kind of like they have like Pedialyte for the, the kids right. is like one that I know a lot of people use, but drip drop is a hospital grade one. You can order it. And that one, I think you can get it at uh, like Walgreens too. They have it, but um, yeah, that was, that helped a lot. Now, and then, are you using that uh, during your during the race as well, or is are there any supplements or anything that you take like uh, amino acids maybe that you carry with you or or some kind of electrolyte if you're doing so, a, a marathon? For the marathon, I did. So I was I was so prepared. I did so much research on that thing, and like I was I was so happy at the end of that that I didn't have any cramp because so during the training runs that is that is the worst. That is the worst is these training runs, like the training runs and the training to get up to these races. I beat the hell out of myself. I didn't have to. It's not, not everyone thinks they're horrible, but like I beat the hell out of myself. I put that damn mindset that I heard Matt Frazier say is do today what others won't. So you can do tomorrow what others can't. Yep. So I'm, I'm running marathons before I run the marathon on the training runs. And I actually just wrote an article on this about electrolytes and how I thought I was doing a 20 mile training run. It was like a hot morning and I had it in my car and I know that the boardwalk has water fountains on the way. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, when I come back around, I'll take a little sip of the electrolyte and I'll just stop at the water fountain every time. Wow. Yeah. That didn't work out good at all. By the end of that run, my body, I had such a headache. My mouth 
was my mouth was parched. It wasn't like too dry. My my skin was itchy. I had dry skin everywhere. I had mm-hmm. such muscle cramps. And then after that, I knew I was starting to dehydrate. So I went in the car. I downed the electrolyte. I bought two bottles of water. Drank that whole thing. By the time I got home, I was I felt so sick because I tried to. Uh, I was I now then overhydrated. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was it was bad. So I kind of experimented there with dehydration and overhydration. So when I got to the race, I knew I had one of the hand bottles, and I, I wasn't drinking like Gatorade. And I know they had that on the the run. So I would keep um, I put drip drop in the water bottle. Mm-hmm. And it was like the little hand bottle. I think it was like a sixteen ounce. It wasn't too big, so it wasn't like distracting. And a lot of these races too, like the marathons and stuff they don't allow you to have the camelback. So like all my Spartan races, anything that is like 15, 16 miles, I have the camelback with the electrolytes in it. So, and it's like one and a half liters. So it lasts the whole race. Yeah. But like, you can't do that at like these bigger New York races. They don't allow backpacks or camelbacks on the runs. So I had to get a little hand bottle and I was, I, I filled it up with like the amount of electrolytes I would need throughout the race. So I, I made it really concentrated. Like if you drank it, it was a lemonade one. It was so acidic. So what I did was, cause I knew I, w- I knew I was going to have water on the run at every aid station. I would take a glass of the water and a shot of the electrolyte. So I diluted it in my mouth and then just gotcha. kept it like that. So you didn't have to carry as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that kept me perfect the entire race. Um, I had no cramps. I felt great after it. Uh, the only the only thing was that was probably not the proper way to run my first marathon was uh, the Yonkers Marathon. And uh, if you've been to Yonkers, it's extremely hilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will. <laughs> everyone I was telling that I was running that as my first marathon. They said that we probably shouldn't have chose that. We probably should have chose like a flat one. Yeah, for more flat one. Yeah. But I was I was in such a mindset where. I, I there was nothing going to stop me. I didn't stop once. I kept going every hill, every hill. I I, I sprinted these hills, and that's where I kind of saw where I'm a trail runner, and mm. I love running trails, and I love hitting the hills. The street runners, a lot of them were slowing down. They were they get crippled they, at the hills. The hills they could not deal with the hills. So so when I was in, uh, I just cut you off real quick. When I was yeah. in high school, I ran cross country, and our home course was at this place called Garrett Mountain. It's in New Jersey, okay. and it's a it's a trail run. It's all hills. You run around a lake, but it's majority of the of the three point one mile race is all hills. So we would just practice hill sprints like three times a week, and then we mm-hmm. do like a six or seven mile run on the other days. And and when we would have our home events. We would crush every other high school that would come in because they're used to running on all these flat plain areas, yeah. you know, three miles, you know, it, it, maybe it's a trail, but it's all flat. Yeah. And then we, we would get it. These kids would just be get crippled on these hills. And the whole last 800 meters of the race was up this hill. It's like a big loop and it was uphill the whole time. So you could get to that spot and be in first place. And you lose if it you're, right If there. you're used to it, you're getting passed by five or six people. <laughs> so, And then when we would have our, our races on the flat ones, we'd blow by everybody because we're so used to training for all these On the hills, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that the hill, I I mean, I, I, I kind of associated now hills with sprints. And even if I'm on a, a long run, a 12-mile run, I hit those hills hard. I hit them real hard. And 
I kind of put the way I hit hills into life. And what I do is the top of the hill is your goal, right? That's your ultimate goal. You always uh-huh. want to get there. What's the worst thing to do when you're at the bottom of the hill and you're running up that hill? Look at the top of the hill because yeah. you feel so little at the bottom of that hill and you're just, it messes with your mind. So any hill I hit, any goal that I'm trying to hit in life, whatever, I'd look at six steps in front of me. What is it going to take me to get from here to there? Mm-hmm. And just focus on these steps. And by the time you focus, you just keep focusing on every next six feet in front of you. By the time you even realize it, you're at the top of the hill and you, you feel great. And you're, it's not in your head and you're done and you can keep running and you can keep going. Set your next goal, hit the next hill. And I, that that is something that I just I put into every everyday life. And it, it really helps me. It, it helps me not become lazy. It helps me um, wake up in the morning. It helps me when it's raining out. And I'm like, I remember I, when I didn't like to run, didn't want to go out in the rain. Now the rain triggers me. I throw on a shirt and shoes and I go into the mud and run up in the trails. It's just, I also love to be in the woods. So it's, it doesn't bother me. And the smell of the woods in the, in the rain is like, uh, I love it. But that was, so anytime I see rain, I'm out there, I'm running. I don't care. That's awesome. The snow is a little harder. The snow, I try and throw, I I can go in the trails and I throw on like the, the uh, I don't have crampons. I just have my, uh, the shoes I have have like cleats on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, like you hit, I'm afraid I hit some of the roots sometimes and I roll my ankle and it's, it, yeah, yeah. it, it hurts. And that that's something I don't want to mess with because I don't want to, I don't want to injure myself trying to just be stupid. If it's a training run, I'll do it, but I'll kind of. I'll stay off into the the leaves a little bit and not stay on the, the trail because mm-hmm. the roots and rocks you can't see under the snow and it's it gets slippery and it's not worth it. So. Joe, you're the man, bro. I can't thank you enough for coming on here. Um, I'll let you know right now this this will go down as my favorite podcast that I've done so far. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, that's cool. I feel like I want to run through a wall. I think your story will inspire uh, anyone and everyone who listens to it. Definitely. Um, and you're not too far from me, right? No. Uh, so not even five minutes, I don't think. So I would love to train with you sometime in the near future if you're down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we can do it. I mean, our marathons are a week apart, so we might yeah. as well train together. Nice, I, yeah. Cool, yeah, we'll set it up. And I'm, a, I'm an early riser as well. I'm, I wake up around uh, quarter to five, and that's when I'll do okay. my movement and my cold shower and my, uh, my morning 5K and all that stuff. Yeah. So. That's cool, man. Nice. We'll, uh, we'll set something up. There's one other question I have for you. You told me a little bit about it, and I don't know how much you're willing to share just yet. But uh, you said you and uh, you and your wife were working on some kind of um, some kind of business in the health and wellness. Uh, yes. So What's that I about? wanted. So we're big. We're both big into research. Um, so our naturally, we we want to focus on uh, on research. And when it came to what I really want to focus on it was the mind body connection uh how those connections are made how they are affected and then after all the the skin cancer scares in my family i really wanted to focus on that and and she's very much into skincare and 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 
she knows a lot about it. So I started, we started looking more into it and honestly, the skin is the indicator of almost everything that's going wrong inside of you. It's your first line of defense from everything from the outside world, from the beast of them all, the sun. So like there's, there's so many connections that we saw and we're looking at. So we want I wanted to focus on, on like the health and, and mind body connection. And she has her expertise in, in skin. And so we're doing a lot of research on, on, uh, materials and, um, ingredients and stuff. And we started formulating some skincare products, uh, that we want to, we want to start sharing. And one of them, one of them is actually a, a powder that I use for my face and my beard. It's a dual use kind of, um, thing. And it's, uh, it, it works great. It, it cleans and it, it hydrates. So that's, yeah, we're working on that now. Um, and we're excited about it. It's just something we do on the side. Um, but yeah, we want to, we want to keep going on that. We, uh, we have a website if you guys want to check it out. That was my next question. Um, yeah, where can people find you? I know you're not uh, you're not too big in social media, but let me uh, grab my uh, website and um, I'll throw that up. All right, yeah, it's um, cosmresearch.com, C-O-S-M, research.com. Cosmresearch.com. And um, on that website, there's a um, the email address and whatnot, a, a place to contact you. Of yeah, yeah. Right, well, I'm, I'm going to leave that in the show notes. Um, okay, cool. Like I said, um, Guys, guys listening, I don't think I don't think Joe would mind at all if you reached out to him and let him know if this episode did something for you. No. And anyone, I mean, I, I'm willing to help anyone. Honestly, if anyone's in trying to just get into if you're overweight and trying to just get like <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to take people on as like clients or anything, but just from one person to another who's gone through a lot of a lot of shit and has dealt with a lot of turmoil and has gone down and came back i i'm here to to help people and i really want to again like if i can just help one person change and become the person they want to become or the person they know they are and it's just inside that they're sitting inside this body that they know is not there's this fat body i've gone through it i know it i i push through it and there's there's a light on the other side so i appreciate that brother that's beautiful man i appreciate you man that's 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 awesome bro uh blake you got anything else for uh um nah man i think that's it dude that was uh excuse me that was an incredible incredible story you got there man and uh i'm i'm happy jay set this up it was uh it was a pleasure and i want you guys to come back on after you run your marathons talk about absolutely and check in bro and see see how everything's doing we can do a training update. See how yeah. that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, man, Joe, you're welcome back anytime. Man. Anytime you feel like you are, uh, you got another story to tell, man. You got a home here, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. This is uh, this is honestly the first venue I've ever been able to tell that story. So it, it felt good. It was it was a little choppy coming out. Uh, I mean, I could probably tell it better again, but it was. Uh, thank you, guys. I nah, it came it. out. It came out genuine, man. And then, and everyone, everyone who listens will will hear that coming from you. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank thanks you guys. again, man. Blake. You want to send us home? All right, that's Joe. That's Jay. I'm Blake. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, peace.